Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Right, we're recording, so start chatting shit. Yeah, I'll <laughs> get it, guys, take it away. Uh, Hello and welcome. What is it you want to be? What do you want to do? You want to be a, a producer, a director, screenwriter? What is it? Whatever it is, you can do it. You can go out there and make your film. You can do it. This is a podcast that gives you information and tips and tricks on how to do that. This is a podcast where hopefully you will get up off your ass and make your film. This is the Filmmakers Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. Today we're talking about making an indie film with two people in one apartment in nine days and how they went about making it it's pretty cool hello i'm giles alderson i'm the director of the dare feature film and the feature documentary world of darkness which is available now link is in the show notes a serial killer's guide to life i'm the producer of has just finished its post at round table post (laughs) Um, we're having screenings coming up soon so very excited by that as you might be able to hear, I have a little bit of a cold, which is unusual for a vegan. There you go. It'll go within a day. And I'm the producer of Cassette as well. Um, but joining me today is Christian James, who's the director of Goblin, Freak Out, Stalled, and the recent released Fanged Up. Link is in the show notes to that really cool comedy vampire horror. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, do watch it. Okay, so last week we gave you the amazing Rain Dance offer. Um, which was £150, is now £39 for the Saturday Film School. I'm giving you it again. One more week. Um, Raindance have come back and said it's doing very well. And why not push it one more week? See what you guys say, because it's up to you. If you want to go, it's a Filmmakers Podcast exclusive just for you. Was £150, now £39 only. This is Europe's most popular filmmaking class. It's the Saturday Film School. It's your introduction to filmmaking in one day. Cover screenwriting, directing, producing and breaking into the film industry. The techniques and tools described in this information-packed day are the ones used by filmmakers like Edgar Wright, Christopher Nolan and me, Giles Alderson. <laughs> just to name a few um choose to attend on the 1st of december the 19th of january or the 12th of april and you can get in for 39 pounds that's amazing like i say you want to be a filmmaker go do that course the exclusive discount code is podcast 39 podcast 39 the booking link is in the show notes get on it okay so Simeon Willis one of our regular listeners and he was on the podcast at our live event when we were down at London Independent Film Festival he snuck on then brilliant guy great actor he stars in The Gatehouse which is out now um, you can go watch that link is in the show notes um, he stars in that with some other really great up and coming actors I was going to say young Simeon you're nearly young you look young it was directed by Martin Gooch which is about a girl called Eternity, who's 10. She lives in a haunted gatehouse at the edge of an ancient forest. She likes to dig for buried treasure in the woods, but one day she digs up something she shouldn't, and the forest wants it back. Like the sound of that? Click the link. Uh, it's a feature film. Ready to go. Thanks, Simeon. Thanks for sending that info. Other indie film shout-outs this week go to uh, Paul Knight. Obviously, he's got his 24 Little Hours premiere on the 24th this coming Friday in Romford. I reckon they're probably all sold out of tickets, but giving it a shout-out anyway. 
if you want to try and sneak into that last minute link is in the show notes um who else do we have shout outs for this week kevin plybus thank you will kenning appreciate all your your tweets and support this week and kate milner evans welcome welcome to the filmmakers podcast podcast gang right okay let's jump into the studio um with our gang this week right joining us today to talk about filmmaking how to make the escort a feature film with just two actors pretty much in a room and how they got it released with director Bijan Tong and actors Kevin Leslie and Olivia Moyles. Hello. 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 Welcome <laughs> to the Filmmakers Podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, Great. very good. Yeah? Good. Uh, good. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, CJ. Yeah, you haven't introduced me. <laughs> I so. introduce you at home now. Oh, I see. No, it's just easier. I can confirm out. he is in the room. Thank he is, you. Yeah, yeah. He I, is I, I am just, in the room. That's yes. good. Voiceovers. Good. <laughs> I was like, am I going to, you know, when do when I do, when do you get your... So CJ, how are you? Good, buddy. And this become extra good. Why? Doubly good. Tell me why. Because we were on the set of The Crown we together last week. We were on the set of The Crown were last you? week. It was yeah. amazing. As guests oh God, of uh, Ben Caron. So, because Ben was on a previous podcast. Episodes 37, 38. Boom. Look at that. Smooth. Just a real professional. He's got like this this amazing recall on every episode and every uh, every <coughs> anecdote um, i just looked it up earlier but uh ben uh promised he, he sort of said oh you guys should come to set blah 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 true to his word yeah. he invited That's us on amazing. so we went it's his guests yeah. turn up feeling like we were pretty we were pretty important i mean for a minute i felt like i was well, we I, got you know. a pair of headphones mm. we were allowed to listen oh in. my god yep i got to speak to helena bonham carter i felt like we walked around set it kind of people looked at us like shit they got headphones yeah man. they must be important they they're hanging around with the guys yeah. there yeah, yeah, yeah. there must yeah. be some sort and ben keeps going to catch them at lunch do you yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, ben yeah. will come up to us <laughs> and then say hey so what i'm doing he gets his uh his um and because he, he's an absolute gent and he was giving us hints and tips as to how he works mm. so he'd open up his folder and say well these are my notes what i'm doing so anyone looking from afar must have thought shit man he's like he's like totally you know like he's like Hey guys, I've done my homework. Look, yeah. please, you know, so we you know, thought we were like big wigs from Netflix. Well, well we were getting offered food. People were coming around with trays of food, <laughs> mm. offering it to yeah. us like we were big time. There was a table donuts. that said crew only. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, there you go. No, yeah. no donuts. No they donuts. had um, yeah. a specifically healthy right. set of food there, which is really interesting, I think. Oh, and a great, nice. uh, their attitude towards uh, single use plastics was, uh, was absolutely se- second to none. There was hardly yeah. any Very plastics good. on set. That was incredible, wasn't it? Anyway, we digress. But it was wonderful <laughs> being on set of The Crown, yeah. watching how they worked. Was it, yeah. made, it made us feel like we could do it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about our guests. Um, Olivia has been in Rise of the Craze as Verna, obviously in The Escort as the lead role of Veronica, Mm -hmm. and also in Bijan's uh, upcoming film, Mute, (laughs) alongside Kevin Leslie, who, see how segue that, he played Reggie Cray in Rise of the Craze and Fall of the Craze, and he was in Ross Boyask's just-released Vengeance, which is I Am Vengeance in America, with Scott Adkins, who was on the podcast, which is episode 69. Sure. Sexy. Yeah. It will have been. It will have been. Uh, he was in Risen 2 and obviously in The Escort as well, which is incredible. And also joining us is Bijan Tong. He's a director and writer who made his first short ticket before producing Sino de Mayo, I imagine, and Teo Raspoli's Fix. He has recently written and directed The Escort and The Upcoming Mute. Welcome to the show, Olivia Kevin and Bijan. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah? Like yeah, that little that intro? Really good, Feel that, good? Yeah. Great yeah? intro. <laughs> right, good. All right. So, let's start at the beginning. How did it start for you all? Where did it come from? First of all, Bijan, wh- why did you want to become a filmmaker? Let's start there. Uh, that's a long story itself. I well, mean... It doesn't have to be. <laughs> Bichon, make it, make it short. Make it short. I've done these before. <laughs> Three and four are the things. Yeah. One, <laughs> fell in love with film. Terminator 2. Two, yep. wrote my first screenplay when I was 12. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was actually Wait, about no, a man who tried to kill his boss. I like, the yeah. fact <laughs> your, I like the fact that your, your call to action was Terminator 2. What was it about yeah. that film? Well, it was my first non-Disney movie. <laughs> 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 Show me a non-Disney film. Oh, and you'd expect them to go to a PG film, yeah, maybe was, something yeah, slight. Yeah, yeah. They gave me Terminator 2, which was mind-blowing. That was really kind of like... Oh, were they like, oh, well, you know, be really careful what Bichon watches. Yeah, Lady the Tramp. Ah, fuck it, Terminator 2. Little Mermaid and Bichon have a beef Terminator 2. And then from there, you wrote your first film. Yeah, so. about killing your boss. About yeah, well, I was twelve years old, so um, it was about <laughs> <laughs> what? You had a paper round. The world yeah, angry at my teachers. But, <laughs> no, it's um, old man mind. killing his boss. I just thought it's a cliche, but uh, it, I was trying to look at ageism society. 
Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I wrote this film and it just made me, I fell in love with the art of writing. I fell in love with the art of film. So I just kept on writing and then I, I formed this DVD website so I'd have an excuse to make money while watching movies. So what was the site? You made a DVD website? You, DVD review, website. Reviewing DVDs? Amazing. No, no, selling DVDs. So oh, so the idea at 12 was, years old? 14 I was at that point. Yeah. Mate, this is amazing. Yeah. What was okay. the site called, can we ask? Oh, yeah, sure. I've got, Netflix. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I sold it. Pounds. No, uh, DVDfanatic.co.uk. And did, you, did it, wow. was it a good business? Oh, or? yeah, it funded parts of my education. So DVDfanatic, then DVDloon.com, then DVDmad.com. I just built a little franchise based on lunacy and craziness. Brilliant. But, uh, You're yeah. my hero right now. That's incredible. <laughs> That's so good. see is mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally blown. Literally, I had a paper round until I was 17. So, do you know what I mean? You had a full business selling yeah. DVDs. Yeah. I tell you not what, at 17, it was embarrassing. But anyway, what, yeah. let's what get back you, to you. What got you out of the DVD <laughs> business? Really well. <laughs> oh, the world itself, Blu-ray, then came in. So, oh, I, I started a Blu-ray website. Blue Blue and then, no, I quickly jumped in. I thought, okay, has to be Blu-ray, not HDVD, because porn, obviously, you uh, went knew. through yeah, Blu-ray. Yeah. 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 So, and then uh, after that, streaming came in. I thought, okay, there's no way I have a chance in hell going up against Netflix. So, yeah. So that was me exiting. So um, you sold Amazon Prime and then, and then <laughs> got out while the game was good. Yeah, always happy. But yeah, so I ended up uh, making, uh, making my first short, which was Ticket. Yes. And uh, yeah, that was about toxic masculinity. But it was uh, it was a really riveting uh, time shooting. It was uh, when you're when you're writing uh, your material, you're always imagining it in your head to finally bring it to life on the screen. Was just this uh, amazing moment. Was there any yeah. film school type thing, or was it just straight to selling no. DVDs and then straight into <laughs> making a short? Self taught fully. So no yeah, no reason just... why not. Of course, yeah. you know. Once you, you know. You... So these DVDs. Were, yeah. you, uh, were you Jazzy didn't sell them anymore just let, let it go, go. No, no, I, I want to know it. Right, discount deal I've got something to sell party, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole shitload in my life no no what, uh, were you actually acquiring DVDs yeah like so, other people's films yeah, and so selling what I would them as do, a distributor no what I just what I realised was um, there's money to be made in cult movies so the idea was there's a demand for it but there's not enough people uh, places selling it so I was looking at films like Baba Hotep yes Right. Yeah, Bruce great. Campbell. Yeah. Probably, exactly probably saw Elvis. my first movie. I probably actually. did. <laughs> Freak Out was one of his first films. But, uh, Anchor yeah. Bay film. Yeah, Anchor so. Bay, the films that we release. I mean, yeah. was it was they've done Evil Dead 2, I think they started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so, were, yeah, we yeah. were selling, we were released at the same time, I think it was Baba Hotep or around yeah. that time. Well, yeah, there was just this demand for it and there wasn't uh, any place to find it. So mm. it was. Uh, I thought, okay, well, if I can go to the suppliers directly, get those movies, and then I'm selling it, uh, selling it here. And then the idea after that was expanding so that I could start selling uh, movies from, from the world from the US and so forth yeah. and I found out I contacted BBFC in fact and I was told you're allowed to sell them here but you're not, to, not allowed to stock from here because of a rating oh, right. so the idea was keep the stock away keep the yeah. stock it's in the US business. and sell it here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys know this? Did you know, were you aware of all this this uh it's other business. <laughs> Not the DVDs, but I was aware of his business accolade. Yeah. <laughs> so you use this B- DVD selling business to fund the first short? Yeah. To, How to much fund did that cost? My... How much were you raising for your first short? My first short cost, um, actually quite low. It was only £200. But then I bought. I oh, paid okay. about £2,000 worth of equipment I'd bought during yeah, that time. Yeah, so I'll, yeah, yeah. 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 And what were you shooting on? And what was the? How long was the film? Tell us about that first. Yeah, I still remember first. actually. I saw a shot on a Sony HDR FX1. Yeah, I, I, I remember that, that camera. Yeah, yeah. So it looked amazing. And I watched Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I loved the way that uh, Michael Mann shoots uh, night in HD. There's no one who shoots it in the way that he does with collateral, yeah. Miami Vice, and so collateral forth. looks amazing. Yeah, collateral is yeah. it does. Yeah. Although actually, Public yeah. Enemies, yeah, I'm not so keen on. I think it looks terrible. It does look terrible. Really weird. Really weird, it? isn't it? It didn't. They can't have shot on the same camera there. Well, he went, because, I think no, he went to the still Sony. Digital, but, yeah, yeah, the Sony F. Well, what was it? The F nine hundred or whatever. Technical shit. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> technical amount. Just like that. But yes, I, I get you. But yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm a huge <laughs> advocate of digital. I mean, I respect yeah. uh, 35 millimeter, but I just I love the way that digital looks if you appro- approach it in the right way. Mm. So yeah, it was it was just great shooting that film, and um, and then yeah, that led to me working on other projects. So of course, I produced Finco de Mayo. I worked on uh of course fix uh mm-hmm. so that one was interesting because it, it i knew towers foley so he's a vice director and at the time he was married to olivia wilde so that was an opportunity to yeah to, to do something that was that was a lot more interesting a lot far bigger budget mm-hmm. than the films i was working on yeah, and you were associate producer yeah so it was my first time working in a, in a producing capacity how was that and what were your role as a my producer? thing was quite limited admittedly because it's my first project so it was really looking at the finances 
Mm. And that's it. Yeah, just so line producers technically, or were you not even that? Line producers did far more than me. My thing was very limited okay. in terms of looking at the financing and try to try to support in that regard. Right. So then, at this early stage, you're just basically grab, grabbing gigs where you yeah, can to exactly. get experience. Yeah, exactly. Just sure. find opportunities. But then, uh, then I my claim to fame was MBA, so youngest MBA student in the UK. So I was 21, all because of that DVD business. Uh, wait, wait <laughs> MBA. Yeah, the so basketball basketball team, team. yeah, NBA, yeah, yeah. He was in, uh, pro basketball. basketball. <laughs> yeah, I was also thinking about Michael I, Jordan. Yeah, like, <laughs> recently, like, yeah, he went from the Chicago but, Bulls to me. Like, he had his own line in trainers. <laughs> he was. Uh, yeah. Everyone's forgotten uh, about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was on yeah, cover yeah. Forbes. I was. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much brought down the financial crisis. You did. You yeah. had a slam dunk yeah. with it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so get us back on track was unlikely. If I'm sorry. saying get back on track, yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. Back to the escort. So yeah. So sure. Uh, so, so you're associate producer on this Olivia Wilde, yeah, and then it was ten years ago, and then suddenly doing the escort. So that was actually inspired by a real life encounter of an escort. Tell us, yeah, was <laughs> so, it really? Um, yeah, so I was uh, yeah. on my <laughs> way to work uh, to a meeting. Wait, yeah. on your way to work? I love this. On my, it was just I was just <laughs> on my way <laughs> to work. Actually, I, he was working as an escort, Giles. <laughs> you were an escort. A lovely walk through the park. I must. I did think. Hey, whoa! Let's be done here. Let's back up. Saw the escort, but no. So I was on the way to meet someone. Uh, I was at Green Park and an escort tried to sell her services to me. Yeah. And as so, they do. As they do. You were a basketball player. Why wouldn't what they? Was the, <laughs> what was the rate? What was the offer? What was I have the... no idea. And I did where not was engage this? in that discussion. Okay, fine. Ah, right. But I declined her, her services. Yeah. Um, as you do. As you do. This was, had... like a, this was like a, um, a sort of Daily session. Mirror thing. Like, well, the, uh, the journalists said no <laughs> to the film. Almost, like, did you know? Did you, you, know yeah, we're yeah, undercover yeah. a story. We, we turned down. Carry on. Continue. We ended up having a conversation. So I had half an hour to spare before my client was coming. Did she not charge you for that? No, she, she, that's she, the thing. She, she just had an innocent conversation with me. Yeah. And uh, by the end of the, uh, the talk, so I went off to have my meeting, but it stuck in my mind. It really yeah. stuck in my what mind. What did you talk about? We talked about literally society. She was talking about studying business. Yeah. Uh, she was talking about um, her just her view of the world and just normal things, books, movies, and so yeah. forth. Just a typical a- average conversation you'd have. Yeah. Oh, I, t- I tell you what's kind of strange is that as just stopping and having that conversation mm. with anybody yeah. at yeah. random, yeah. especially yeah. in London. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was. Well, yeah. It was just a really friendly conversation. The, the fact that you're having one with someone in London, but especially on the train, no one wants to talk to you. No, definitely so, not. Yeah. So, so you you met this girl. Yeah. And then that led to me leaving thinking about that conversation and it made mm. me want to think what makes uh, people fall into that line of work um, what's the rationale bes- for it besides of course the money mm. so then I, I found it so easy to reach out to escorts especially online um, so that's exactly what I did. I mean, I had the most bizarre roundtable discussion at a coffee shop, which I'm sure mm-hmm. the staff there were wondering, why are you sitting there <laughs> yeah. with a bunch of escorts? Yeah. Um, were they dressed like escorts at the time? I mean, it was, was just, that... Uh, I wouldn't say they were dressed in that way, provocatively. Are they, happy, just, uh... to, are they were happy to chat and give away? All Not at were. first. Because I imagine, I imagine, <laughs> sat around a the table, they're all sat there in bra and knickers, <laughs> in Costa. Giles, I'm trying to get some... Investigative journalism. Sorry, I'm really digging into, <laughs> but I would have thought that uh, they would get approached by all kinds of uh, yeah, that's uh, the thing. Different it was... people and, and people with very strange requests. Mm, so yeah. something, hello, I'm a filmmaker. They were like, okay, I heard this one before. So yeah. how did you go well, about? You felt it down. The first few people, well, a lot of them don't respond. But sure. then of those who respond, some of them ask for money. Yes. and then those who don't ask for money, well, I explain to them that I'm not, uh, I'm not going to pay you for that. I, I'm mm. literally just doing it for a film. I'll buy you a coffee. Yeah, that's yeah. literally it. Then some of them came on board to, to having that conversation. Even even then, there's some trepidation. They're they're not yet sure if you're if you mean what you're you're saying, yeah. and so their responses are quite vanilla and basic. And it's only through the conversations that you're having, and you're making it clear throughout that no, I'm really here just to hear your your words, your voices, just to hear your mm. perspective. There's nothing in it for me in, in that sense. Yeah. Then yeah. Um, then they become more open, and then the stories that they share are a bit more honest. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, that that led to me writing the screenplay and uh, and working to make the film. And of course, one of the biggest challenges was I wrote it with the escorts world, the escorts universe being this one apartment, this one flat. Mm. And so it was all about the escort and the client. And if you're making a movie which is based on two characters, you need to, to find the right people who can carry that story. Yes. And so that was one of the biggest challenges for me. Um, so the first thing was actually casting the client, Eric. Yes. And uh, Kevin, uh, Leslie and I had uh, been introduced uh, my By one of the escorts. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the round table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you uh, sharing my story? Yeah, leaving can you act. Well, I, I give it a try. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give it a shot. Well, let's come back to the casting of it because it'd be yeah. really nice to talk to these guys first about their journey and leading up to meeting you. Yeah. Um, 
So, Olivia, let's start with you. Yeah, yeah. So where did you, what happened? What was your journey to get to this point here now? Um, so, I mean, I guess when I was younger, it was always kind of... Olivia's like, still young now. You're still, yeah, you're, you're, you're yeah not, I'm still you're, a tiny you're, newborn, yeah. You're not, uh, as you said, like, I'm an old lady. You're yeah, no, a young I, person. You're, you know. I think that's just, it can feel like uh, yeah, you've yeah, been sure. in the industry already for 20 years and you've only you're done great. like two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of, it was always between actually dance and acting for me. It was, it was never uh, specifically the straight acting route, but I think sort of the older I got the more um sort of through college and getting going into like 17 18 I just decided that uh you know I had actually followed films and and theatre you know from being young mm. um but it wasn't actually until I was at art said that I think my love for film grew because we did so much filming there um That's which actually cool. I hadn't I hadn't experienced before then I'd always done like theatre and just you know amateur and then yeah slowly it's just over the last couple of like I guess over the last year and a half maybe two years um I think it's it's just honing in on the the film again it's gone sort of straight back straight to that back. And yeah I think just projects like this have come come around I've sort of met Kevin on Rise of the Craze mm-hmm. um and then just since then it's just kind of uh the concentration has been more towards that and the opportunities are kind of coming from that side of things as opposed to the theatre side again. It does make a difference. Yeah. Big so, difference, yeah. Yeah. Being a feeling a part of the team rather than like you're just, you know, it's another it's in piece yeah. that yeah, yeah. come in says line, thanks for so watching. Yeah. 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 So yeah. definitely that's good. Okay, but then the other side of that is you were the lead in Rise well, of the actually, Craze I was say, We the need craze. to jump back to the origin story. Is yeah, the, is we haven't how we have that's to a good point. Yeah. Why acting? Oh God! Um, yeah, uh, again, keep it short. I don't know why. I don't know why. We're done. Oh God! Don't, I don't know. No, it, it's yeah. It's very. It's one of them. You know, I I had no affiliation with the industry whatsoever. I just kind of fell into it in school. You know, doing school shows. I was I was very sporty and like everybody wanted me to go that way. But yeah, I just I just fell in love. You know, with acting and found a passion for it. And this sounds and it, like a, a movie in itself. The, yeah, yeah. The, the, it's like a Billy Elliot. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it really is like a, a Billy Elliot kind of background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, but then, yeah. Well, it was. You know, I made. I have not made a sensible decision. Like you know, there's no practicality yeah, yeah. behind it. Mm. I made. I remember I could do BTEC sport or BTEC performing arts, and I went. I'll be there performing arts. I think I'm going to enjoy it more. But it didn't foresee myself having a career in it. It just, mm. I was following something that I enjoyed. Yeah. And then the same as when I went to do, because um, I was quite, I was very green, very green. You know, I didn't, I, I get shot for saying it, but I didn't even know, you know, like Radas and Lambdas and all these big establishments. So when I was choosing, I chose a place that had a beach because I was from the country. <laughs> <laughs> I was from the countryside, so I was like, oh, yeah, it's got a beach and a sea, that'll do for yeah. three years. So I went, yeah, so I went to a place called the Arts Institute Bournemouth, but it did have Bournemouth Film Academy. I ended up there, obviously, studying acting. It was a BA Honours acting course, but then I was working with a lot of film students all yeah. the time. It was an amazing place that was full of collaboration. I remember Get my, down the beach much? Yeah, you know, we played... <laughs> Make good yeah, use of the beach? Made yeah, yeah. use of it. I, what club did you go to? I came, I came a bit of a local in terms of, you know, in the summer, I was like, what are you all doing here? Get off our beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. When it got busy it was like, like oh, what are you no, doing no, no, here no. mine wasn't as elaborate as yours my first job was panto when... <laughs> what were you in panto's uh, dick whittington oh, well at least you had that i was a crocodile yeah yeah so i was dick whittington uh yeah mm-hmm. and then and then uh, film it kind of happened because it, it kind of happened quite quickly for you yeah, right it did because i mean i was straight very from lucky. panto obviously they straight saw you panto. <laughs> they heard about his dick oh 20 miles from london thought where that was gonna happen yeah i mean it was and i think three months after that i got cast in a film and i was off to kenya and started shooting this feature in kenya which was just crazy what was you know, that uh, it was called pearls of africa ah. so i think it's i'm i'm 28 now in, uh, no i'm not i'm 30 you were hoping you would get away that you just, these guys like 28 I just, no I, I just lost two years of my life. i just went oh i'm not i'm yeah, so I, I mean, I shot this at 22, and it's still making its way through the edit suite. So wow! I hope it's yeah. going to come out, but I think uh, I if you do watch it, you're going to watch yeah. a kid go through puberty. So that's... it is that though. The thing is, when you look back at your yeah. sort of first films, you do sort of go, "Oh God, what was I doing?" But you have to learn something. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's like driving, isn't it? You learn. You learn on the job. Film came out. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it doesn't like that. Nothing like driving. <laughs> Nothing like driving. <laughs> It'd be frustrating if that film came out and you're like, "That guy, he's the next big thing." Oh. Is it? What's this? Twenty now? This you know, <laughs> decade on this guy. Oh, no, you see, got... no hair, beer belly. Uh, oh, he's past it. He's, uh, he's, he's no longer the next. Yeah, he's no longer. So then, yeah, and then 
yeah, a few film projects. I was quite fortunate. I then went and worked at Shakespeare's Globe, mm. um, Jessica Swell's Blue Stockings, which was great. Yeah. So uh, it's got there's little moments in your career that you remember, and, and that was one amazing because you'll always be in like the original cast. Yes. Um, so that was wicked. Went on tour. So then I did it the other way. So I was yeah, I did yeah. film, and then ended up doing um, a year or so of theatre. Uh, and then swiftly back into film, and that's when I got the craze. That's great. I mean, what a great sort of big, yeah. big film for you yeah, to was, have the yeah. sort of lead role in a film that at the time no one was thinking too much about. But mm. fuck me, it made a big yeah, splash. Yeah. yeah, I know. And the the thing that blows everyone's mind when you say it, and they're like, "Oh, you know, how'd you get that? Who's your agent?" I was like, well, "I got it myself." Yeah, mm. yeah, like, yeah. I didn't, and and you know, and that's I advocate that. You know, you've got mm. you've got to have more strings to your bow. You've got to be willing to hustle, network, and 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 find the work because if you just sit at home and wait for your agent to yeah. call you, you know, every you, job that I've had statistically yeah. has, has gone yeah. through me. <laughs> Well, that is actually, isn't it? People, people think, mistakenly think that agents yeah. get the work. It's like, really? You kind of get the work. I've not had one job. You couldn't use that. your agent to negotiate, yeah. and that's I've really had it. one, and then, but it's been through my connection that they've contacted my agent or. Through, they've seen you in something that you got yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's yeah. kind of how it works. Well, so but that's cool. We don't. Yeah. All right. Do agents do it? No, we haven't got agents. We've talked about this a bit mm. about not having an agent as a mm. director from where we're at the moment. We're kind of a bit like, unless they're going to go out and get you a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very unlikely. You kind of like well, we're finding our own work. We're making our That's own. That's the path. thing is, I think I got mm. to a point where I was like, you know, it's, it's really great to have that sort of teamwork and that helping hand, which that's essentially the key word is it's teamwork and yeah. it has to be the right person for you. And there's no yeah. great rush into knowing who that who that's going to be. Yeah, if you're sort of, it's just that though. Like when you when you clock to the, the fact that you're all there yeah your your network is there you mm. know directors yes. you know yeah. actors you know we'll just we work, work together, together. Yeah. don't wait for the middleman to put you together mm. just yeah. collaborate and totally. work together yeah. and you'll make some amazing stuff and, 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 and uh, um, networking as well and twitter and, and that yeah. kind of vibe you do see what other people are up to yeah. mm. i've seen everything that you've been doing because of twitter sorry. and your sorry facebook about that. no it's great <laughs> but it's true i see it i go oh, yeah. cool he's doing, he's doing that oh good he's just done that film he's doing that and it's really nice uh bijan do you have an agent uh, no, no, I don't. It's uh, it was a weird thing last year. I uh, I sent out a script uh, to an agent, and then the the agent got back and said, "I'm uh, no, actually, I'm, I haven't actually read the script, but I'm not sure if it's if it's right for the industry at this moment." Wow. Um, but uh, a few weeks ago, that same script has just got funding, so um, now right. it's being made as my next so film. It, it told, mm. tells you that yeah. they don't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. No one knows anything. That's the thing. Just a, William just a, Goldman quote. Just a, sorry, just to add to that, like. <laughs> On record, uh, you know, we do, of course, respect them and they have a place. And I think there's amazing agents out there that really, you know, I've seen some amazing agents um, shape careers for mm-hmm. some of my peers and friends yeah. and they've done amazing jobs. It's just you can't, what I'm saying is, as being a proactive person in this industry, you can't just rely on that. You yeah. have to, mm-hmm. yeah. that's yeah. one element of the industry. And then there's other ways, you know, to make, you know, yourself a career, basically. Totally agree. So let's talk about the escort then. Um, first of all, let's, <laughs> should, should we say what it's about? I mean, I mean, the name kind of says it all, right? Um, well, it's really about uh, what's behind the profession. So, yes. yeah, the escort's about a young man uh, played by Kevin Leslie who tries to convince an escort, Olivia, to leave her line of work. Only she's no damsel in distress and he's no saint. And over the course of the journey, we start to peel away the layers to reveal who they really are. And it, what it does, it explores the gender perception within society and the skewed power dynamics between men and women. Um, so what was interesting about it is I wrote the script 2015-2016, we shot it in 2017. And then when we, were, when we were in post, we had the Weinstein scandal, uh, Me Too, Time's Up, and suddenly the film and what it was exploring became highly prescient. And what was interesting even more about that about it was we were capturing, I would say, lightning in a bottle in a sense, because these were conversations that were held before all that happened. Mm. So we weren't being influenced by what's going on in the news and telling stories in that sense. These are stories that we were sharing when no one was listening to them. Mm. And even today, sex workers aren't being listened to. You have me two times up, but the, the one profession that is continuously being ignored are the sex workers who unfortunately um, have been privy to the many scandals that are occurring all the time. And this film gives a voice to them. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a fascinating journey telling this story, but at the same time, it was important for us to do justice to these women. It's a fantastic film. I really enjoyed it. And what really helped for me was that it was two fantastic performances, anchoring it in this sort of really interesting way. Because you could have gone, right, I'm just making a film in a house. Uh, it's an escort and a guy. And, blah, 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 and they're just, whatever, the scene's yeah. happening. But because you've got two wonderful actors, it suddenly made the piece 
really strong. So uh, how did you go about making it from the very beginning then? Obviously, you wrote it. You started to cast. You got these two wonderful guys. And then you went, how am I going to actually do it? So talk us through that, finding the house, finding money, however you did it. It'd be really yeah. interesting. <laughs> finding the money. Well, <laughs> it's this... an extremely low-budget film. Yes. Well, how low? How low? Can you, can you talk, talk about budget? What, what was it sort of costing? What? Everything was 10K. Brilliant. Everything was in 10k. And yes. what did you shoot on? What was your what was your format of choice? Oh, Canon C500. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we shot. It was always had to be digital. Well, not only for cost reasons, but again, um, I'm a proponent. I'm an advocate of digital. Sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we had a very bare bones crew. And did you buy the kit again? Like your uh, a rental. Rent- rent- oh, okay, rented. rented this. Yeah. yeah. So this yeah. one because my kit by then was a bit out of date. Yeah. 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 Probably. The HVX 200 is not good. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look as good. Doesn't even do 1080p anymore. Olivia and Kevin might have Um. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to shoot my iPhone? But no, it's um yeah. It's, so when I wrote the script, I did yeah. know that I always knew that I wanted to write and direct it, and I realised I'll be the one who's be, who'll be funding it. So realistically, okay. what can I do? Yes. Um, and so the, the Escorts University apartment that worked perfectly in line with the budget, but at the same time, I needed to find other way to keep other ways to keep it at a low budget so one keep it in real time mm-hmm. so um, it meant like Halloween I didn't have to change a butt of the costumes and even then I reached out to a company uh, Aftershock London to provide the costumes at least for for Veronica's character mm. uh, Kevin provided his own <laughs> wardrobe <laughs> and you looked great <laughs> and my brother's coat <laughs> your brother's coat I my wanted brother. that yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah and then uh, we yeah we had the property and then we, we just shot now the problem was we only had nine days to shoot the film Okay. Uh, because on day 10 Kevin had another uh, film he had to do where he had to shave his head and because it's in real time audiences would have noticed yes. wow was that the code I don't think so. <laughs> you can't remember what the film was, you had to shave your head. How many times have you shaved your head? <laughs> I, I think I just offer it every time. I'm like, do you want normal hair, shaved hair, whatever goes. Was there even a film where the head had to, you would just say, ah, oh, give you nine days, that's yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm yeah, going to yeah. shave my head. No, there was, there was. I don't <laughs> think it was a complete shave. And on the 10th day. I think it was, yeah, short back and sides. Um, I, th- I don't think it was, you know, a bick across the head. Mechanist 3X style. Yeah, it wasn't Kojak. It wasn't Kojak. Okay, but, so, yeah, so so you um, had nine days because of Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> would you have gone but, had you not had it not been for that reason? Would you have gone longer, or oh, was it budget for ten days, or you know? Actually, 15? I probably could have lasted a bit longer. However, it actually <laughs> actually <laughs> could have done with it. But no, it worked. We all say that. Yeah, we all. No, um, I think the be- good thing was the cast and crew were really on the ball. Everyone knew. Um, everyone believed in the project first of all. So everyone went above and beyond. Uh, we had one person, Stuart Allen, who was working with the camera. He only could do, I think originally he was only able to do two days. Okay. But then um, because of the, the challenges that existed with the film, he said, I'll come on for more days. And, I guess uh, also nine days is not, if it, because presumably people are on low to no pay yeah. or deferred. Yeah. So nine days is a very attainable number to get people for free, isn't it really? It's, That's the thing, it, yeah, know, you're not asking helps. too much for them, you know. It helps tremendously. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and everyone just, uh, so for example, Kevin and Olivia, every day, uh, when we were, I mean, when we had lunches and so forth, they're still rehearsing. After we finished shooting for the day, they're still rehearsing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crew and I were working every morning, uh, like dawn and so forth, just talking, getting everything ready. I stepped at 2 a.m. each night, woke up at 3.30 a.m. So I was, li- I was living on 90 minutes of sleep during the course of the production. Wow. But, um, but it was something that gave us the energy to make it because we knew that we were doing something special. Mm. And so, yeah, we went uh, into post. And again, people came on board really to support. Um, so people came on for, for ADR work because we had some problems <laughs> with a couple of scenes. What was it, what, uh, how many crew did you have then? You had uh, the camera, sound. Yeah, it was bare bones, makeup. And makeup, um, okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, cameraman, yeah, for DOP. We actually had two directors of photography. <laughs> no, it's true, everyone. So it, we, when we... When, Olivia's preparing for her uh, close-up. We've got Kevin in the background running around with, camp- with, uh, with lighting and working with... Uh, oh, with yeah, the sorry. Team. When I say everyone, I mean... <laughs> There's a I mean everyone but me. Olivia. Just like... <laughs> I, I, I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> just like, no, no, no. it's hard. It's too hard. Yeah, that's too it's hard. It's emotional. So, Kevin, just to know... I've got, I've got too many tears to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Kevin, if, if we book you for a job, we know you don't just act, you move lights too. It's <laughs> good to I, know. You know I'm, I'm all in. So yeah. Good, yeah. good. Right. Good yeah. Yeah. Box ticks. And, good. Tick. and can you hold your own polyboard during your close up? Yeah, had to do that before, yeah. all that. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Just to mention that, because obviously you've spoken about the process, but not to take it all the way back to the beginning, but is to kind of give some credit to how strong the script was. 
that's where it started you know like the encounter you had but how strong the script was i remember um you know everyone that read it was just in me in particular everyone was just like we have to make this this is incredible and i remember auditions i don't know if if you remember i think the most amazing thing every single person that auditioned for that project said the same thing what made you to to bijan what made you as a man write this Mm. wow and what was it well yeah what was your answer (laughs) No, no, because it was uh, a strange thing for them to ask because uh, I'm ultimately a straight man who's writing a film that's uh, trying to give a more sensitive approach to, to women. Mm. And that was it. Um, I'm personally, I'm Also a real, a real strength as well. I think that was that's the, the main point of it is it wasn't this weak, feeble, sort of pleading, leading lady. It was kind of someone with opinions and, and thoughts within an industry where... I mean, not to put everyone into the same category, but maybe everyone, you know, people think there's a certain kind of person in that industry that, you know, maybe isn't intelligent or, you know, they've done it for these reasons and that, you know, that reason. So I think that definitely came into it just as a side note. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. But no, it was ultimately that to to really give, uh, to really break the assumptions, break the stereotypes and try to understand these women and why they would fall into that line of work. And again, looking at society. Um, it's it's more than just escorting. It's more than the sex industry or online relationships. It's really about uh, the men and women in society today and how advertising, marketing, pornography has really um, be, uh, changed the behavioural stance of men, especially teenagers. Mm. Um, and so it, I just want to do justice to them and uh, and t- tell a story that was authentic and real and credible to to those women. And what you have done, and this is it's great that you said that you have exactly done that. You've taken two characters and made it sustainable for 70 minutes i mean and and that's incredible in a house it's it's indie filmmaking at its finest it's what it is and you've you've made something that people should go watch because it's really interesting you've you've created something that is you know that that's what we should all be striving to do is sort of your first film and technically it's not your first film but you know what i mean it's your first one that you've written and directed solely through your production company and it's a great achievement it really is it really is thank you so day to day how did you go about it had you storyboarded did you shot listed what was the process for you so um so actually i did have a storyboard artist you you never actually met (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did, I promise. <laughs> I had one. Was it, was it just we not didn't even Kevin? Do Are you sure it wasn't Kevin? <laughs> we did. Um, yeah, someone named John Bucknell. Uh, he's a really good, uh, phenomenal artist. Mm-hmm. But even then, uh, because of the pace we were moving, we didn't end up doing the whole storyboard for the, for the entire film. It's, it takes so, a lot of work to do does. a storyboard for a whole but film. But I already knew uh, in my head every shot that I wanted. I also knew that because of the time we had, yep. I wouldn't have much time for flexibility or to play around and try this and that so we were limited in we could only use these shots okay so i i'd written notes for down and then worked with a dop and the cameraman to to get those shots on the uh, exactly. Yeah, on the train. <laughs> on I'm the always train. doing it away. On the way to shoot. Yeah. So right. I've got Olivia one seat and me with a Tikuru just sitting <laughs> elsewhere going through every shot. Millions of pages. Right. Um, were but, you not shooting at your house? Where, was it a location? Yeah, it was a different location. So we're shooting in Crawley. Um, and we, yeah, we, we certainly had our challenges shooting there. Uh, the biggest one was when we came in, we were informed that the property next door, they're having buildings worked on. Oh, no. Yeah, it would be completed. Shit. When we got there, it was not. <laughs> Saws, power drills, hammering. It was it was a bit of a nightmare. Always, so I would always the stuff you don't think you yeah. don't even oversee. Yeah, is going to be a problem. Suddenly it becomes up. We, one film we had a turkey farm next door, and we shot in November. <laughs> it's like who would have fucking thought a turkey so farm? And it's like so every time I went action, ridiculous. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. 
This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, you never see that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, now we're here. Yeah, yeah it's always yeah. going to happen. What's great on the film, just on cassette, mm-hmm. is because it was such a nice area in Richmond, or Twickenham <laughs> area, <laughs> yeah. or Strawberry Hill to be precise, the neighbour would be trimming the, the well, it'd be a gardener, yeah, yeah, yeah. would be cutting <laughs> down the, the hedge, and you just go, oh, no, I'm really sorry, we're, we're making a film over there, would, would you mind possibly... No problem. I'll come back later. <laughs> so you had this wonderful yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're in, you know, somewhere that's just not going to allow that, it's going to go, no, mate, fuck off. Jog on. <laughs> yeah. I've got a job to do. They, they pack up around three, though, don't they? So you're kind of all right. But That's still quite a few hours of day you've lost. Day, yeah. Our days will be, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll start at three and we'll finish at five, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> get it in. Get That's yeah. why you had nine days. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's where the uh, power of long takes came in, oh. wasn't it? About 15 pages oh, ago. Is that, is that good for yeah. you guys? So it's, it's a long take. Are you are you guys sort of you know? It's nice. I mean, I think because we'd gone into it having <laughs> having to learn it almost like a theatre piece. We did yeah. that was basically how, to, how we had to do. It. Don't laugh at that, me saying that's, that's what I was waiting for. I was like, well, darlings, because of our theatre background, <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, we were we were capable of, you know, of yeah. achieving fifteen These pages at one time. Bring it out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the reality of what actually happened? <laughs> uh, it was like uh, Bijan said. It was many nights. Like you just were there to work. There was no downtime i mean like you said these guys were planning shots we were there was a lot of phone calls you know a lot of facetime and stuff was it chronological did you you go in relative order to the script or in the timeline most pretty Pretty much much, yeah yeah. so you're not bouncing around scenes suddenly it wasn't wasn't too crazy i think the big difference was the final shots we always planned for the bedroom scene to be shot there because it's the it's the most emotional scene Uh, a lot happens you've got the that that big uh, event which occurs in the film so Mm -hmm. consciously we move that to the uh, to the end of the film but Mm -hmm. everything else we tried to as as much as we could shoot it in chronological order yes it does make it helps the actors but if you're going back to a room again and you're kind of, shit, now i got to relight this room again when we were there like mm. two hours ago or two <laughs> days ago. It is annoying, it, but it do, really does help the actors in the process. We, that's, but again, with that, we kind of had some elements of that. But I think, again, like I learned so much as an actor and it kept you on your toes because we did. We would come in, expect one thing for the day and we're like, right, this is what we're focusing on today. And it'd be like, guys, a few of that didn't work yesterday or, you know, there was drilling or we didn't get something or something happened. So we would have to pick up a few things. Oh. Because they they were really good at obviously sometimes you do a film and it's like six months later they figure mm. out pickups. Yeah, you know Bijan was yeah yeah I've got shaved head, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got shaved yeah. there, you know. <laughs> big um, Bijan was really good at kind of reviewing and and, and making sure because like you said he he had it in his head he knew exactly what he wanted so if he didn't feel he'd got it when we were in the next day we're getting it. Okay. And then we move right. on to what we needed to get that day. That's good. Okay, interesting. Also, I noticed you did a lot of takes where you'd hang on one character for a long time. Yeah. And the other character would be behind a door or behind a wall, whatever it was. It was That was obviously a conscious choice to not do a reverse of that. So in the edit, you were kind of like, I am sticking with this shot until... Or did you? Yeah. Or did you have the reverse? I chose not using it. Oh no! In those cases, I did try to. Um, I, I know which scenes you're talking about. Uh, in those ones, no, we we shot them both like your emotional scene. Mm. Well, one there of the many loads. emotional <laughs> scenes like, about <laughs> midway through. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I know which one you mean. Um, so we did those, but at the same time, I the, it was again a, uh, a thematic uh, approach that uh, in those scenes I was trying to break them apart. I remember use of of shots of angles to separate them and bring them together was just a part of me trying to trying to think of where in, over the course of the journey are they in terms of a relationship with each other right just to add to that though i do remember there was one day and i was like just like a page and a half here this says vo you know that's voiceover right i haven't learned, i haven't <laughs> I learned, learned this, this. <laughs> because 
This is VO. Like, yeah, it says VO. But, but, yeah. I'm an actor. No, but as in, no, 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 but not, I don't not, learn it. not in that way. But honestly, like with this job, wherever you could save time, of yeah, yeah, you yeah, sure. yeah, you're trying to save Men's time. It's not that I would normally, yeah, you know it all. But I was like, I had other, you know, there was things that you had to focus yeah. on. So I was like, I did remember having to panic and go. I'll have to read this in if we're shooting it because <laughs> I was like, I I've really looked at that VO and moved on. You were behind I've, the door going, I've moved uh, on. It says. It's <laughs> reading over a sound of power drills as well. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We had yeah. the hammering literally on that shot. So yeah. you've got Olivia crying her eyes out. You've got him reading his line. I mean, you've got next door power drills, saws, hammering, I mean, everything. Wow. <laughs> that was actually on the takes though as well. That was, yeah. Because yeah. it was like, oh, come on, give us two minutes. Do just two minutes. Give yeah, us two minutes. I guess you then... can, you can kind of get away with some of that to a good degree anyway. Yeah. Well, we did ADR afterwards, but what was yeah. funny is um, right after the shoot ended, um, someone in entertainment film, so a distribution company was interested in the film, so they mm. asked, can you can you show me a narrative cut? And I'm thinking, okay, quickly, so I'm quickly putting a cut together. Ooh. Can't make any changes there. And then and we, we've got that. And he likes it, by the way. He, oh, he's good, because I'm always very wary of giving it. Yeah. I've been too done. So we talked yeah. about this before the podcast, yeah. but got, for yeah. me now, golden rule going forward is don't show any distributor anything until it's done, or anyone anything until oh, it's absolutely. done. Absolutely. No, yeah. it's fundamental. Yeah. I was locking that sense because he liked to film, and then good. he's now a consultant on the company. Fine. But, really? um, good. It but, worked yeah, out well but, there. Yeah, but, but for anyone else to, listening, be aware of that, please. It's so important. Because people do ask. People do ask. I've noticed this quite a lot. They'll find you're in production. Yep. And with cassette just now, they go, oh my God, let's see a copy. As soon as it's ready, we want it, we want it. And that is no, 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 no. Wait for a screening. Just please, please. And they'll always come back and say, yeah, it's a bit too rough and ready for us. Yeah, because he hasn't got any fucking posts out or any VFX or anything on it. Yeah, of course it's rough and ready. He actually commented on that before. The drill, he saw that. I had written in an email, please note, these two scenes have a lot of drills. We're going to fix that. And he said, oh, I didn't read the content of your email. I thought it was consciously done. I thought it was trying to look up a realism. What does that drill mean? Well, because you had long takes... I suppose you could get away with sound yeah. a, a quite a lot. You weren't cutting backwards and forwards, you, kush, kush, you know. <laughs> so let's talk about distribution then, because yeah, the film is ready. How did you go about then? You know, you finished the film. How did yeah. you go about actually getting it to to the right kind of hands and getting it out there? Well, right now, it's uh, it's about promoting a film, building mm-hmm. the buzz and the word and the message. Yep. So um, it was a case of sending it to various festivals. Um, and fortunately, the, I mean, there's been interest in that. I already actually received two other some distribution companies, but I've declined them both because um, I feel that I mean, I'm not being too overly protective of my of my baby or my child. How, but so frankly, was, how do they hear about the film? How do they know about the film to even you know? Get... I, I think it, well, the first person who contacted me I saw the trailer on Vimeo. So you released um, a trailer first, uh, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I released a trailer and uh, released the and had a po- well a series of posters designed for it. <laughs> yeah, um, and um, and yeah, so the first person contacted. And uh, but I decided not to go with that one. And the second one was actually uh, the festival. So um, it went out. So it had the world premiere in New York uh, last month. Very mm. nice. Um, and, and we're very fortunate. It was nominated for um, best actor, but it's like best actor, best actress. <laughs> and you won best director. Uh, and I won best director. Yeah. Dropping fortunate. that in. Yeah. 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 yeah, I love that. Well, he got nominated. She got nominated. But I won. I won. <laughs> so see ya. So those guys really let the team down. But, but, uh, but these two guys did win best actor and actress. At another festival, right? Indie Fest. So Indie that was Fest. an interesting one because you had Danny, Danny Glover, um, one of the projects of him, uh, Judy Dench, George Clooney, all their projects have been on there. And then suddenly we have my tiny film. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, they, we were very fortunate to, for them to win awards and they deserve it and they keep getting nominated. They do deserve it. It's yeah. f- fantastic. You know, it's, it's two people in a room for that amount of time. It's it you you could easily go off the boil and go off and it's it really is strong performances and that really holds the film together, yeah. uh, as well as great direction and the story, which is obviously what we say story story story. We do talk about that a lot and making sure your story is great at first to move forward. Um, okay, so you're not ready to release the film yet. What's the plan? When do you think you might be? Because it's still premiering soon. It'll be in New Jersey, so it's been nominated for six awards there. Um, we're looking to put it in Australia. I mean, of course, we need to arrange a UK <laughs> premiere. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. that's so. Um, so we're looking probably towards the end of the year that okay. we're looking at. So you're letting it do angle. festivals first, build up some yeah. buzz, and then uh, is there a deal on the cards? Have you got something? Uh, is we're having a... conversations right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's right now in that, in that talky <laughs> talky stage before we do anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now it's focusing on the on the buzz. And your background in with mm. your DVD site, how are you traversing these sort of chats and protecting yourself? Because... Well, I've been. Um, what's happening is for the last few years, I've actually been working in finance. 
So uh, for, in the private bank, in, in, in that sort of So sector. not film, just in uh, not film in finance, finance in, in just, yeah, just in finance in general. Oh. Yeah. That's uh, enabled me to meet executive producers of various uh, primetime TV shows and films and so forth. Yeah. And that's helped to educate me. Yeah. Um, and then the team I have in place for the company has also helped uh, navigate um, many of the pitfalls that many filmmakers face, which I would have uh, fallen into if it wasn't for and, their guidance. And what kind of pitfalls might they, what you, typical ones that you see time and time again or you hear about? Any, any... Some of that distributor thing, just going for them, with them first. The first mm-hmm. one that, yeah. 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 Um, another one would have been uh, when to, or how to release it, how to promote it, mm. and just g- getting it out there for uh, putting it on YouTube. Or, oh, I probably wouldn't have done that. <laughs> but, sure. uh, but yeah, it's, uh, or even just, uh, are just neglecting it and focusing on on, on other projects because for me the escort's really important I mean everyone every member of the cast and crew came on board because they believed in this mm-hmm. and I said uh, right from the beginning that I wanted to that this was a calling card for many and it was an opportunity to showcase your incredible immense talent and it's reflecting the fact that the nominations received are for editing cinematography every component of the film they're being recognised for their work mm. it's not just uh, as a as one category um, and so yeah this was about focusing on that and at the same time time slowly moving into transitioning into the next project and that's where the um yeah my team have been really supportive of that fantastic really really cool um so what's next for you guys then kevin you've got about 79 projects uh, <laughs> all with yeah. a shaved head yeah. Yeah. All shaved cut. <laughs> no I, it, it's same like uh, nothing that i you know that um i'm going into at the moment i think it's just riding that wave of yeah. head down for a couple of years and you've you know i've made those projects and kind of what they call falling off the radar a little bit and uh yeah just kind of riding the wave now so i've got a few okay. films coming out um we've got we've got you've got the codes you've got code uh, i'm vengeance risen two yeah, risen uh, two, yeah. eight doors it's coming, a german film so there's 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 a few things there um and i apologize if i've forgotten and i'm just thinking really quickly like <laughs> get in trouble um but yeah and then um, I'm actually producing some stuff as well myself. Oh, so I, um, I've acquired a production company myself called Little Glass Pictures. Nice. And yeah, and we're trying to produce our own content. It's like, like what I was saying before, not sitting back. Important. You know, I, the biggest thing that I kind of clocked, I was like, right, you know, a great advice somebody gave me once, which was get, you know, get yourself five directors that like you and want to work with you mm-hmm. get you know five producers five casting directors if you can you you'll shape a career that mm. way you know yeah, just yeah. get these people you know and there's yeah. certainly one sitting to my left who's <laughs> is you know but it is get those people that you want to work with that you know are producing amazing stuff that you want to do um and then you can you know whether mm. it's you know skyrocketing to hollywood or whatever whatever the level may be you know at the end of the day your work yes that's great and you writing as well you write stuff yourself no no i uh, i have not done that <laughs> like leave writing and directing to the like when you said about producing i wouldn't even call myself a producer i'm, I'm just basically connecting but I'm that is producing things. yeah but yeah making... that's yeah that's what you're just yeah. mastering your own or being a master of your own destiny yeah yeah and yeah. as an actor i think it's yeah. vital i think i've from acting what when did i start jesus nearly 20 years ago and there's some actors then who were amazing you were like well you're gonna be the next big thing big star yeah. and they just never pushed yeah. they didn't know how to do the networking i know it's hard yeah. but you just have to do it and well, same with I'd directors what, i'd say why you giles why you've you know you're not sort of like living in a you know squalid flat and eating your own feces which you don't do very often but the reason why Maybe. you're not doing that because and, and when going back when we first knew each other you were very you've always been a brilliant networker and you've mm. that's how you survive and by mm. i think by creating roles for yourself you've always produced and made stuff happen which yeah. is why you've ebbed and flowed and not ebbed and flowed ebbed and that's why you've uh you're very malleable <laughs> and you've uh molded into a director extraordinaire there you go yeah thank you got there eventually no, I just think it is. I think it's really vital that actors do it and yeah. just sort of go. And I, th- you know I think so many people don't it. know that as well until, like, whether you're in training at university, drama school, whatever it is, whatever sort of gets you sort of to that next level of just sort of being out there, <laughs> is yeah. n- no one tells, no one sort of gives you the the business side of it and it's mm. it's everything yeah it's everything it's no it's the knowing to how to have those conversations it's knowing how to get in rooms with those people to have those conversations yeah. it's it's all about that and i think when i first left i hands in the air i didn't i didn't know any of that i sort of went straight into my theater and then i came out of that and i went right what now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who's gonna get me my next you know and then since then i've just gone absolutely not Right. Yeah, that's it. Well, that was it. Where you People. said, "Who's going to get me my next?" Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. it. That's yeah, changing yeah. that mindset. Yeah. It is. Yeah, you're yeah. going to get it yourself. Yeah. And, and understand really quickly that <gasps> the most powerful thing you own is no. 
Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. say no. You yeah. don't have to be a part of every project. You don't have to do everything and mm. feel as an actor or have to work. You can take some downtime mm. and only take the projects that, you know, the way I work, like well, how we met and with the script. It's like I don't just say yes to projects because then you, you know, you're gonna burn yourself out. I, it's, or it's story. You get, you get known for doing a load of low budget. Yeah, yeah. Ex- yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's not just that, but it's story. If you, yeah. if you know. Or because it's very frustrating. Sorry, bored with the acting side, but like versatility—that's what I love. You, that's why you want to be an actor is to play all these different parts. And then when people go, "Oh, well, you've done this," so that's let me just offer you the next six doing that again. It's like yeah. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to play all these different. Well, I imagine characters. after the craze, for instance, yeah. you must have got a shitload of that yeah. knocking yeah. on your yeah, door. Yeah, there was a fair few gangster things. I think it's it's longevity. If I'm being completely honest, that's how you form not just you know a, a great film you you form great partnerships and you yeah. you know and you're going to work together again mm-hmm. because of of what you've come from and yes. what you've gone through together yeah. so you will yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Bijan, what did you learn from this process then what can you take away from this for the next film uh for me it's uh time management no no it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a case that of, is uh, thrilling stuff <laughs> no it's a case of um Just if time. you you need for you need to really work with everyone because everyone is passionate about something and it's you really need to drill down into we always talk about drills drill, drill yeah, yeah, yeah. into what makes someone uh so passionate about their craft so it could be um editing the camera work so that moment someone started a hoover is that a drill? No, it's a hoover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's close this door. So It'll be all right. I went. Oh, I can hear Is that me or is anyone else? Yeah. I thought we were back that? there. I thought we were back in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really about trying to understand them because every person um, has their own ambitions, their own dreams, their own vision, their own approach. As a director, I have a vision in mind and I need to ensure that everyone is is believing in that vision. But that doesn't mean that I should be closed off to the opinions and perspective of others. And so some of the best moments during the production of a film was listening to the contributions and ideas of the rest of the team. Mm. Um, I know one of the best moments of a film was a dance scene because mm. I purposely uh, let go on that because I, I always said to, when I wrote the script, I was thinking when I t- talk to, the, um, to those who are shooting it, I'm not going to give them too much direction. The, the only direction I gave was uh, try to think about when years from now when they're looking back on that dance and you remember flashes of it, the touch of nice. one's hand. So try to think of it like that and go ahead and, and shoot. And so they, they did that and then we, uh, we edited it uh, with Mitchell Soldier and it, and it looks it looks really good it I does was really, look really good, good yeah. yeah so that was yeah that was the biggest learn uh, for my next feature which I'm actually shooting in January which is so, which is mute right yeah. no it's actually ah. so no mute is something uh, which is still on the it's still on, still the, on uh, the cards yeah the cards uh, with yeah. uh, Kevin Olivia again returning great um, perfect but uh, it's actually the next film I'm doing is called Night Ride so uh, yeah it's about a hitcher who's picked up by a family of serial killers I love it already. Yeah, it's an homage to the 80s movies I grew up watching, like Near Dark, yeah. Lost Boys and so Perfect. on. Perfect. And, um, and yeah, it's because of the escort that's led to Night Ride happening. So I'm now in talks with two Oscar-nominated actors. I've got this incredible wow. team which, are, which is being built. Uh, and it's a, it's a road trip thriller exploring the dark side of the American dream. And yeah, a love few it. weeks ago... Um, the uh, studio has has come in to give back and called Mercury Pictures. So they did a yep. Nicolas Cage film called USS Indianapolis, mm-hmm. doing a movie now with John Travolta, and and yes, yeah, somehow um, they loved the script. And now, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting back on the on the way. Oh, congratulations! Oh, thank you. Man, I hope that happens in January. We found that out as well on the way. You we found, found that out on the way. way. So we were like, yes, <laughs> we, were like, yeah. we were like, we're definitely going for a bit of champagne after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, congratulations! Well, That's you. exciting. It. Yeah, it's no, really. it's really exciting. It's uh, it's every filmmaker's dream to be able to tell the stories that want to tell and um and for reception of a film to be received in the way that we always hoped always envisaged mm-hmm. and again it comes back to the cast and crew who came on board to to do this incredible work mm-hmm. i've actually came up with the idea about 12 years ago and it's just been stuck in my head they're the best ones um, aren't they they yeah. just stay and percolate and just, and yeah, yeah and then they just yeah. pounce out well if yeah, they don't go great. away there's probably a reason why exactly. that idea doesn't you know if yeah you if yeah. you haven't ditched it then it's yeah it's good yeah. it's good um, well, this has been fantastic. I'm really excited for people to see the escort, even though it might be uh, after Christmas now when they see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for now, can anyone find anything online about it? So where can they see the trailer, for instance? Oh, um, that would be on escortfilm.com. Great, perfect. Uh, and where can we follow you guys on your socials? Where's your Twitters, Kevin? Start with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at the Kevin Leslie. At the uh, Kevin Leslie. Is, that's that's my Twitter. Perfect. At Liv Moyles. <laughs> nice. With um, my Twitter. At Bijan Tong, Bijan underscore Tong. 
Perfect. Perfect. CJ? I am, as always, at CJ's Direct. And I am at Giles Alderson. Do follow us there. And follow um, the Filmmakers Pod at Filmmakers Pod. You can go to our website, filmmakerspodcast.com, where you can see all our back catalogue of over 70 podcasts talking about filmmaking do do that and why not give us a nice review go to itunes and help us out or just a review <laughs> no 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 only nice, nice ones nice, there's yeah. no point in a review <laughs> you've got if you haven't got anything nice to say just then fuck don't off. fucking say yeah. it. um anyway remember why you're doing it if it's for the love don't get too stressed if you're doing it because you want to earn money then don't get too stressed filmmaking although ridiculously hard is a blessing. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Olivia, thank you. Thank you so much. Bijan, thank you. Thank you very much. Kevin? Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank uh, you. The pleasure's all ours. Christian, thank you. Thank you, Giles. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Giles, this is Just sometimes within you. my working week, I get quite wound up by yeah. the work. Right. And I come to the podcast and, and hearing you do the wrap up, I go, like, oh, yeah, I really must calm down. <laughs> I must true. not worry. I must it's not worry. Because we do worry as filmmakers yeah. a lot. It's, it's easy to worry about me, it. podcast. <laughs> Thanks, I guys. hope it's cathartic for other filmmakers listening yeah. and they get something from it. We this. share your pain too. Uh, remember, being prepared is everything. You can make your indie film has been proved by Bijan today. But know who your audience is and go out there and do it. And remember, if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send that elevator back down. Until next time, the show will be out next Tuesday, as always. Until next time, we will see you then. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Kevin's already got his coat. He's going. He's going. <laughs> He's only hanging around. I'm like, you had nine days, you had an hour. Like, yeah. <laughs> Time is money. Time is money. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Oh, that was brilliant. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.